Are you ready? It's that time! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and the rest of you degenerates to this episode of Man Buns and Jesus. Uh, this is season five, but it's one of those episodes that we're not going to count it as it, like it's it's in season five. It, it is not of season five um, of Man Buns and Jesus. I'm one of your hosts, Josh Laborious, and to tell you why this doesn't count is is my wonderful, delightful co-host, Reverend <laughs> Benjamin Olschlager. Dressed in a collared shirt and everything. You give me too much credit, Josh. We had the uh, preschool Christmas performances this morning, so ah, yes, I had to look like an adult for today. Um, but didn't really work out. But you tried. Sure. Uh, <laughs> this episode is is currently scheduled to come out the day after Christmas, and it's sponsored and... by Raid Shadow Legends. Oh. Uh, um <laughs> you said this episode is and i was like did we get sponsored is that we're not no. actually sponsored although raid shadow legends if you want to send us money we'll do it no we won't i'll be i'll do it don't worry um anyway today we're we're talking about christmas traditions because um this episode is scheduled to come out the day after Christmas, and uh, we want to keep you in the festive spirit. Um, and hope help you enjoy your Christmas holiday. So, Josh, I'll let you kick it off, or you can kick it back at me. But what is the Christmas tradition that your family has that you look forward to the most? Ooh, um, I have to say just, and this for the remainder of the podcast, I'm operating also with kind of childhood traditions because Chris and I don't have a ton of like traditions that are unique to us. But what I have always looked forward to is, um, is every year, as far back as I can remember, um, my mom's side of the family gets together it pretty much immediately after Christmas because there are there are now five pastors on that side of the family which means Christmas is a no-go so we we get together immediately afterward and it's always we'll because it's a huge family in that side of the family there are like a, there are several dozen of us um so we went from grandma and grandpa's house to renting that mansion um to now we are at a retreat center we rent out a retreat center for our fam for our family christmas um and we'll spend a week with all the cousins and aunts and uncles and everything and it's a great time what about you ben i think for me and this is i've got one that's kind of a Christmas Christmas tradition that's forming and then one that's um or I guess I'm, I'm hoping it's forming and then one that's you want lifelong. It to become tradition yes so um 
long term, I think back to when I was a kid and we would go to my mom's parents every year for, for Christmas. Um, and most of the cousins would come some, you know, a lot of years, all the cousins would come, um, and aunts and uncles. And I think there were 15 to 20 of us total. Um, so not a super huge family, but like we made up a good 10 to 15% of the worship service at grandma's church, um, for whatever service we attended. And frequently we were a good chunk of the choir too. Um, so <laughs> the traveling Olschlager choir, that top side, my mom said, um, no. but, uh, after church, we would come back to grandma and grandpa's have dinner. Um, and then grandma would sit down and we'd plunk out as many Christmas carols as we could get through that people kind of reminisced on. Um, and that was always a lot of fun for me. Cause like, cause you're a music guy. Well, yeah. And my family's reasonably musically talented. We never had sopranos, which is funny because that's usually the part that you have the least trouble finding. But um, we never had someone to sing the melody. So we had lots of harmony, but no melody. Um, yeah. <laughs> and Josh just learned that those aren't the same thing. Yeah. Uh, harmony is when two notes sound good together. Melody is like the part that the main voice is singing. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh man. And Josh just learned some music theory. I um, am I am illiterate at many things, and one of them is music theory. <laughs> That's I don't even know if that counts as music theory. That's just like bare bones musical technology or musical terminology. Well. Anyway. Um Yeah, so that was that was always a big part of it. And uh, like a big thing for me in that was it felt kind of like an extension of church. It felt like, you know, the celebration of Jesus' birth was continuing on um, into that. And Oh, I might steal that story for the sermon this weekend, actually. Yeah, go for it uh you're welcome members of of uh edgewater lutheran church in eastville california i just gave josh better sermon material than he had <laughs> i mean maybe i had zero sermon material ready so that that's that's the task list for when this call is over uh, that's fair um but like there's something about Christmas and about the the community of family and um, the the meals that you share, the joy that's there, um, that I think can really help you lean into why you're there, right? The the birth of Christ, um, and that's kind of what Josh and I want to talk about in general is like how do how do we use the traditions that in many cases, we already have to really 
help us reinforce the the story of Christmas and the beauty of, and I'm going to use a big theology term here, so deal with it. Uh, the beauty of the incarnation, that is Jesus becoming flesh. It's much less big than I thought you were. Yeah. I was expecting something in Latin at very least, and I I did not get it. I could look up what our incarnation is in Latin. <laughs> when, when Josh is ready to throw something through his computer. <laughs> oh, I'm going to mail you a dead fish. <laughs> you could just mail um, me that bird that ghost got. Um. <laughs> now, so well, there is one thing that comes to mind for me because I've heard it in a couple different places from a couple different people. Because Ben is right. These traditions that we have with family, with friends, with the people around us, they can support our celebration of Christ's birth. However, we have to keep in mind that they are there to help us with that celebration. Not, They're not distinct from it. So, for example, if you if you have a family tradition and you do not go to church on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day because of your family tradition, that is not just ambivalent. That is actively working against your celebration of Christmas. And what I would like, and then we'll get back to happier things, but this is a pet peeve of mine. Um, I would like to remind everyone who listens to this. Christmas is not a family holiday, first and foremost. Christmas is a church holiday where we also tend to spend time with family, okay? So when you're, well, it's a family holiday. I got to spend time with family. No, it's a church holiday. Go to church and then spend time with family. That's and, that's that's my soapbox. So we can- And most churches, like, I'm guessing, Josh, you guys have multiple services on Christmas Eve. We do. Uh, we've got three on Christmas Eve and one on Christmas Day. So, like, you can find an opportunity um, to sneak away from family for a little bit if it's just you. And there are, even in California, there are other churches in the area. If you're a member of Josh's church, and your family insists on getting together during the time period that encompasses all of Josh's services, find another church in the area and go to that if you don't feel like ducking on Josh or ducking on your family to go spend time with Josh, which I get. Like, And my response would be, bring your family to church and I will see you Sunday I mean, at 7 p.m. If, if you can make that happen, beautiful that's even better but it if you can't and like you want the opportunity both to ben is the more gracious overlord than i am yeah yeah but if you want the opportunity to attend worship and to witness to your family about the, the true meaning of christmas um go to church then come home and put the peanuts peanuts christmas special on the tv that's and just that's a classic just set it to replay Linus's speech. <laughs> I will say, or I want to clarify, we don't have multiple Christmas Eve services. We have a fourth Sunday in Advent service. 
we have a Christmas Eve service and then we have a Christmas Day service. Yeah, we're not we're not hitting the capacity of that room enough yet to warrant multiple Christmas Eve services. Fair. In any case, on to cheerier things, which was supposed to be the point of this episode. You want to hear yeah. the the kind of silly tradition that Chris and I have? Uh, on sure, and then I'll back it up with the one that I'm hoping is forming. <laughs> yeah. So, and this started. Um, my vicarage church was massive and i think the christmas eve that i was there i want to say there were four services christmas eve so like i think the earliest one was at 4 p.m is when it started and it they just rolled and so what happened was is we got like the entire pastoral staff so the two pastors and myself the vicar we were there for probably eight hours that night right we got there at four we did not leave until probably close to midnight um and my delightful wife brought us pizza in between two of the services because we didn't really have time to go like to leave campus ourselves get something come back so she had pizza like ready for us in between services which was really phenomenal um and since then every christmas eve we have gotten domino's pizza i don't now i don't know if that tradition is going to shift this year because we have stopped buying domino's because the one by us is trash they always mess up ingredients it's they the pizza is not always cooked although it's it's bad so we we switch pizza places to a place called pizza guys and i don't know if our tradition is going to be we get domino's every year or we get pizza every year we'll we'll see about that and then we also we always hit Target on the way home Christmas Eve and we separate in Target and we fill each other's stock. Like we get stuff to fill each other's stockings and like we check out separately. We get opaque bags um, so that no one can, like, we can't, because we're in the same car, so we can't see what we got each other. And in that way, the, the stuff in the stocking is a genuine surprise. So those are kind of two. I wouldn't say they really, I mean, there's, you could say it's the joy of Christmas, but that's loose. That feels lazy, but it's just some fun stuff that Chris and I do around Christmas time. Um, yeah. What about you? What's this tradition you want to start, Ben? Well, so it's, it's something that we've been able to do the last couple of years for Lent, but not so much for advent slash christmas so the the churches in my circuit uh which for those of you who didn't listen to our episode on lcms structure um the circuit's it's, like it's an episode the like eight to twelve churches in your local geographic area that are hypothetically supposed to work together um to serve the the broader community Josh's eye roll says everything about it, how that yeah, generally it entirely out. depends on what circuit you're in. Exactly. Um, my circuit is pretty good, pretty close. Um, and so for the last two years for Lent, in varying forms, we've had some sort of rotation where the responsibilities of preaching and, and putting together the worship service and all that kind of stuff 
are not as great for every pastor every week. And that's meant that I have more opportunities to, to worship with my wife. We started doing that for Advent this year, which is different than what we've been able to do in the past. Um, so it feels kind of nice to just have us have a day or a couple of days where I can actually worship with my wife as we prepare for Christmas. And this year I'm, I've designed a service for Christmas day that can pretty much run itself. Um, and so I'm thinking Terminator about of worship services. Huh? It's the Terminator of worship services. Basically. I mean, it's basically the the idea is that it's it's so easy that a caveman could do it yes um and like in future would love to be able to on christmas day come in let somebody else lead the the service for the most part so i can let my voice have a rest and like just worship even if it, like an elder or or someone else i trust in the congregation to do that and then um we have communion on christmas day because christmas day is for the diehards christmas eve is usually more of a, a tourist thing your creasters come on christmas yeah so uh on Christmas Day, like when it's usually just my congregation's uh, people, we're going to get together and have communion. So I'll come up, consecrate communion. Like if that's my whole responsibility day of on Christmas Eve or on Christmas Day, that would be great. And just give me the opportunity to to worship and enjoy Christmas Day. That's what I'm hoping becomes a tradition. It sounds like an admirable goal. Thanks. But I think like circling back to the, the question though, um, in terms of things like a big family meal or um, a gift exchange or um, whatever else there might be, Christmas movies, Christmas cookies, specific desserts or drinks or whatever else. Um, what do you think you would advise people to do in terms of helping redirect back towards the, the reason for the, the festivities? I think you can do it with small things. So like for the family, for the family dinner, uh, take five minutes at the beginning or at the end of the meal and have someone read the, the story from Luke. Mm. It wouldn't take longer than five, 10 minutes, right? And it's like, it sounds like a lot, but not when you actually think about it. it's five to 10 minutes, right? Yeah. You're gonna spend longer playing on your phone on the porcelain throne after the meal than you. <laughs> Then you will. So like you, it's as easy as that. Say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to read this from Luke quick. Or if you're like 
we're doing a Christmas movie marathon. Uh, make sure you hit the best ones, obviously, you know, First Blood, Die Hard. Um, but throw something in there, like th the Charlie Brown Christmas special. That acts like put a intentionally put a movie in there that actually draws attention to the reason we're not just something about Santa or about the high power lawyer coming to the small hometown and finding love because Christmas for some reason. Um, like watch find, too much Hallmark. Yeah, find a Christmas movie that's actually about Christmas. Um, and not not the commercialized version. Yeah, not the, the Santa Jesus version, version. The, the Jesus version. Yes. We should have done an episode about Santa. Maybe next year. Um, so, like, just doing those little things, because it is right there, right? It's, it's I think, an easier time than most to, to incorporate Jesus-y kind of things into your routines. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I, I'm not kidding. Go to church. If it's not part of your tradition to be in worship on Christmas, it should be. So add that. Uh, and in reality, you, we said, you know, Christmas Day is for the diehards. Go to Christmas Day worship. <laughs> um, we're, we're a day late for that with this episode, but put it on that's the calendar. True. For, that's true. For 365 days from now, as yeah. you're hearing this on the day it came out, because next year's a leap year. Well, so. here's the thing. You can even put you can put it in your calendar right now because I can tell you the date of Christmas next year. It's going to be December 25th. You can go Wednesday, December 25th. Yeah, you can put it in your calendar right now. You can go open your Google Calendar or whatever Apple products have, and and you can add say Christmas Day. Just block off the morning and say I'm going to be in church at some point. During. And here's the thing: if you say block off from 8 a.m. to noon. And you're like, well, that's a lot of time. You're right, it is a lot of time. So when your church announces its actual worship schedule and it's only like an hour of that, you're gonna be like, look at how much time just got freed up on Christmas morning. It's it's like a little surprise gift to future you. Um, but yeah, so just for a lot of the traditions, we can you can just take a little tiny extra step and it can point you in the right direction. And then I'm pushing you to also take the big step, go to church. On Christmas, you should be in church at least twice in the 24 hours surrounding Christmas. This year, three times. You should be in church three times. Go Sunday morning, go Sunday night, go Monday morning. For my health, we're not doing a service that morning. What, Sunday morning or Monday morning? Sunday morning. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's I, I appreciate I appreciate Josh's uh, determination there. Well, and like um, I said, it's uh, it's too late anyway. If you're hearing this, you either went to those services or you did it. So, congratulations or shame on you. And by the time this is released, I will be on vacation. Woo! Yeah, same. Um, one last thing, as just kind of a note, like. Other suggestions in terms of ways to incorporate things. Uh, I know Josh and said Josh said included a Jesus Christmas movie uh, into your 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 family marathon or um, read the Christmas story or print off a devotional and do it as part of a Christmas toast. Like, yeah. 
And if you need a source for that, go to lhm.org. I think or 1517. It will be there. Yeah. Or 1517, or if your church has portals of prayer, pick up a copy of Portals of Prayer. Yeah. Um, the, the little devotional books that are about the size of your cell phone. Uh, or their size of a book if you're blind. Yeah, if you get the large print ones. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, or just like, if, you're, if your Christmas tradition, for whatever reason, dictates that it's just you and your immediate family, um, especially if you've got kids, you can do what my dad liked to do on the way home from church. Okay, what's one thing you learned from the sermon today? Um, and just make sure that you're engaging. That's a dangerous uh, question for pastors to ask their families. <laughs> you might reveal that your family was not listening to you. That's true. I'm not but, speaking from experience. Chris always knows what's going on. And Ezekiel doesn't have the language skills to express either way yet. Fair. Um, but it's just good to associate, like build that level of association of like, all right, you're here to grow, you're here to learn, and you're here to learn about Jesus' birth. Um, so get those things kind of intertwined as much as you can into that night. So, Josh, yeah. you got anything else you want to add or do you want to go takeaways? We can do takeaways. Uh, I got I got the perfect, perfect uh, uh, takeaway for both of us. Merry Christmas. Make sure it's about Jesus. <laughs>